Brad just told me about this networking event. Uh, Monica and JR, you may find this interesting. It's a network <laughs> event to facilitate friendships. And maybe, you know, this is good. Is it, and Monica, maybe this is one of those kumbaya moments you'll be very happy with. Uh, it's happening in Georgia. It's called Come Meet a Black Person. That's what it's called. <laughs> no, it's not. Right, It's not. That's what it's called. In quotes, Come Meet a Black Person networking event. What? What? That's exactly what I said. What? That's great. <laughs> you know, out of all the stories, when I was reading Brett's prep, I was like, I cannot read this one. <laughs> like, I'm not ready that, for this one yet. Did that one like jump out at you? Yeah, that was like the first one I seen. I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know yeah. if I should click on it. Do I click? Yeah. Do I click? <laughs> we'll check it out together, Jr. It'll be all right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See what this is. Oh, Brett, huh? is the idea that everybody needs more like a mix of friends type thing? Or well, there's the Public Religion Research Institute, oh. and uh, they have found that 75% of whites do not have black friends okay. or friends of any other race other than white. JP, oh. JP. 75% have <laughs> no friends of other races. That's or what they're saying, JP. has never been That's in the house saying. of a black person. Right. JP. Well, they don't JP. have stats for that. JP. <laughs> JP and Rogers. That was just JP. <laughs> now, I've been in, uh, well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he has to think about it. I'm thinking about, um, ooh. I delivered papers to newspapers when I was a kid. That doesn't count, Outside the house doesn't yeah, count. No, no, no. I was in the house collecting, you know, what I had to collect for the papers. You were by the door ready to run and scared, and terrified. Thing, I'll tell you what. I used to deliver papers in one of the um, cul-de-sac neighborhoods was, it was called a Nike site. That's the name of it from, like, the 50s, from the Nike missiles. But it was uh, army housing. So there were, like, I don't know, 30 Cape-style houses. And how many of those guys were African-American guys? And, um... That was, besides my friends who are African-American, the only, say, adult houses, friends, adult, adult African-American people's houses I was in when I was a kid. Hmm. You know, besides that, my friend uh, Bernard and Bruce, they were friends of mine. We played sports <laughs> together, whatever. Bernard and Bruce. Yeah. Bernard, Bernard was the coolest guy ever. <laughs> he, had, he had the Dwayne from What's Happening Afro. Bernard was the greatest guy. He was one of my best friends. He was awesome. We played, he and I were the co-captains of the basketball team. So and one of your best friends was literally black. Literally. Yeah. And, and Roger played basketball. Out of all that, I got Roger played basketball. <laughs> what? I, I actually, that's my sport. Basketball and baseball were my two sports. And uh, we were co-captains in seventh and eighth grade uh, of the basketball team, me and Bernard. And then uh, this guy, Bruce, was really tall. He was awesome. He wasn't a great basketball player, but, you know, him, Bernard and I took him under our wing and tried to make it work out because the three of us together could have crushed the rest of the league. But, no, Bruce wouldn't have it. He just wasn't. He didn't want to do it. Bruce was also the guy who blew snots out of his nose into his hands. Uh, <laughs> you know, in school, there's that kid. He was that kid. <laughs> well, then, but what about in your adult so life when you have options life, of choosing who you want to life, hang out with? Um, well, you know, you only choose, like, who you work with and who you're friends with to begin with. Um, I don't think I've been in an adult African-American person's house. I thought, I thought you said you played poker yeah, with Yeah, uh, the poker people. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not in their house. Uh, you know, like, I've got... Tons of poker friends who are all different minorities, but we're not in each other's houses. We end up meeting each other in places to play poker, whether it's casinos or illegal clubs, whatever it is. <laughs> but that's where we are. Brett, what so I got about my you? friend H, and I got Roosevelt, and I got Stewie. I got I so love many the nicknames, guys. By the way. What's that? I love the nicknames. I always love Carlos the nicknames. Carlos the cop. <laughs> the balloon Vinny. guy. Oh, yeah. Well, of course it is. 
balloon guy, but there's a Vinnie Marble. He's a good friend, but he's not a minority. He's not good. So there's all these guys who are really good guys, and I know them well from sitting with them for four or five hours a week. There's but a camaraderie. There's a bond. Absolutely there is. No mm -hmm. question. We see each other out of state, sometimes in Vegas, by chance and hang out. Because we happen to, we're like, what are you doing here? You know, you see Carlos the cop. We hang out. So, you know, that's just how it is. But we're not uh, fast friends, you know, where like, I don't work with them, so I don't see them every day, nothing like that. Um, um, so, so my question is, do you think um, having friends of other minorities was beneficial to you? Of course. I feel like it's a job interview. What do you feel your African-American <laughs> friends have added to your life? Why would, why would that be a negative? I mean, that's, they're just good guys. You know, that's all I care. Well, seeing, seeing it in JP's perspective, he never really kind of uh, integrated with, like, you know, people of other cultures. Well, and, you know, he is the way he is now. And, and I love him the way he is. But I don't <laughs> no, no, but you, know, you have to understand, though, like, he sees things a lot differently than, you know, say, yeah. Monica and I or you and, you and Brett do. I mean, you know... He and many other people have called me the whitest guy they know, but... <laughs> but you're cool, though. You know, like, you're, like, you're, like, fresh, you know? <laughs> you're, like, like, a fresh, like... See, I'm know? so white, I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> but you... No, but you are what? more... Uh, you, you at least use language and stuff. You are more in the 2017 mindset than JP is. That's regardless for having my daughters many... around. I think they've helped me understand more what... And I'm not... Try not to be stupid about it, but, you know, <laughs> what words to say. You know what I mean? It's so weird to say that, but, you know, you want to, you, I don't want to offend anybody ever. And I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable or think anything. I mean, I like people who are nice people. I don't care who you are or where, you know, whatever, where you're from, what color you are, whatever. I just want cool people, fun people, positive people, positive people. Love that. It's like this guy, Eve in sales, who I love that guy, but I don't get to see him much. He's always out on sales calls and he's a new, he's a young kid with a baby and I don't know him well. But I know him well enough to say hi, and we talk, and we talk about our families and stuff. But that's it, because it's at work. But I haven't had him over to the house. I mean, you know, I, we're never see each other except at work. So can I sign you up for this coming to Black Person <laughs> event? Because it seems as if you might need... It's on Thursday. It's on <laughs> Thursday in Georgia. <laughs> Is that where I should go? Take the yeah. Kathy money and fly to Georgia mm -hmm. and meet a black person. It just seems so, like, ridiculous. Why would you purposely go to... It seems so forced... When uh, there's plenty of African-American people and or minorities of any type in this building who I've met who are great people. And I'm, I mean, we'll meet, we met at a, guy, at a guy's birthday party. Uh, no, Eve wasn't there. And I, I hate thinking about it. Jeez, which minorities were there? I hate thinking. That's, that's silly people. in itself, right? Yeah. People, but who exactly. are, who are, I look at it like this, who are the black people that are standing against a wall? Or, I mean, like, what are they doing when they're standing there and just like, okay, we're ready to get met? I mean, uh, who signs up for that? I don't understand. No I don't get that. And is it like speed dating where you like yeah. white people come by the booth where the black guy is sitting Rejected. and you sit down? Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. What's your name? Okay. And if they leave too quick, are they racist? <laughs> if they and stay too like, long, are, are they, they pandering? Are they, are they all in a row where like from, from like basketball shorts in a hoodie to like a three-piece suit on the other end of it? You know what I mean? And like, right. What kind? Of, I don't understand. I got to know what's going on The here. white guys go right to the like the guys in the basketball shorts. You guys want to play? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great way to like bridge the races, yeah. you know? Sports, sports is always, yeah, absolutely. But also in this thing, wasn't it, Brett, what was the numbers where like um, white, white people and out of their hundred friends, what were the numbers of what they have? And then out of also black friends, people and what their friends and what they have? 91 are white. Whoa. One each is black, Latino, Asian, mixed race, or other. 
and three are of unknown race. See? Blacks, on White the other people hand. very open-minded. They have unknown race people. <laughs> <laughs> we have we we each have three unknown race people. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> no, there's a there's a statistic on here that really caught my eye was uh, that they found that 75 percent of whites do not have black friends. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's yeah. actually what Brett said in the beginning. That, oh yeah, at all, right? Yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah that was the one. That yeah, had that's zero. a high yeah. number. Uh, yeah. Is it a high yeah. number or am I just crazy? Three quarters, yeah. Yeah, that and seems like says, a high you know, number. And and it's, and I find it high because when we go uh, to North Carolina or when, when we were in, when we were in uh, Savannah, when we travel around the country, I feel the country is so much more integrated than I expect, and I feel that, you know, I would think white and black people have more white and or black friends than. I would expect, but this statistic is showing that's not true. Yeah, but that's because you, you, Surprise. and it's, it's, it's been admitted or whatever that you guys live in in your own world up there, where like it's I, more segregated than way, the South. Way. The South is more integrated. Yes, it like blows my mind. When we're in Chapel Hill or we're, we're in North or South Carolina, there are. It's amazing to me how. Everything is mixed so much better. But that's the so norm. So much more mix of people at the yeah. middle class level than I expect. That's how it and should be. it's just be. because of where we live. The Northeast is just like that. Yeah. For whatever it, reason. It blows my whatever. mind away that you guys aren't like that. Like, it blows my mind that... Right. The Northeast is supposed to be so progressive. Yeah. You, you will notice the difference. Yeah. You will. Yeah. You know, but so Brett, what were the numbers then for? Now we heard the numbers for white people. What are the so, numbers for blacks? So for white people, out of a hundred friends, ninety-one are white, and for out of uh, for blacks, eighty-three have uh, our black friends. See, that's not as so the, diverse as I expected. Right, it's close though. It's you know, it's eight away from being you know all of your same race. Uh, they're saying eight mm. white friends, two Latino friends, no Asian friends, no Asians. What are the Asians doing? Poor Asians. JR, what's with black people and Asians? I well, know. <laughs> well, you know, you know, JR has a fear of a group of Asians together. That's his fear. Oh, you go to the other side of the street, JR, when you see that? Yeah, I mean, all right. It, it sounds is that more from experience. It sounds more ignorant than it is, but um, all right. My fear really is like, uh, like, uh, like a. A big now you group know how of white people feel when you talk to us about these things. Everything <laughs> 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 looks ignorant, right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it does. And then, like, um, yeah, it, you know, groups of what, drunk white people kind of really, kind of really make me nervous. And then groups <laughs> of Asians really kind of make me nervous as well. So it's like, I, I don't know what it is, like stemming from my childhood when I went to private mm -hmm. school. Um, I think that's where it stemmed from. Uh, but that, yeah, that's it. I always kind of had like a, a nervousness or a feel, uh, fear of. But how of come it seems there's a thing? Because it doesn't Spike Lee have a thing, and isn't it in movies a lot where African American people don't like Asians? Yeah, it's something about do the right thing. Is it from yeah. is it from the neighborhoods and Asians moving in or something like that? It comes from somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like in a lot of movies, Asians are usually like the ones that own pawn shops or liquor stores or you know, right. you know, stores. Right. Or, oh, yeah, that gas was the stations. issue. You're yeah. right. You're right. And then uh, I remember uh, one of them. I think it was Boys in the Hood, where it was like the Asian guy was like, "Hurry up and buy." And then you know, the black guy was in there, and like the Asian was telling them to basically hurry up and buy and get out. Jr., you nailed it. That's where I get that impression. I've seen that movie ten times. That's exactly where I get it from. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where it stems from, but it was always a natural occurrence when I was young that, um, right. like, Asian, you know, Asians and, like, drunk white people kind of made me uncomfortable. I think Jared should be one of the black people at this come meet a black me person. Too. They'll have a group of Asians just swarm you. No, it's the spear. It's the fear. And they'll start the, hugging me and stuff like that. Right. I'm like, oh. The only reason is, like, you're a likable guy and they want to meet you, but you're like, no. <laughs> the question is, do we put Jr. in a three-piece suit or the basketball outfit? <laughs> I'll be somewhere in the middle. Oh, right? like a pair of jeans and a T-shirt? Yeah. JR should, should go, like, a casual dress. Yeah. Because, like, like, say you're going out, JR, like, to a club or something like that, 
And everybody would be like, oh, look at this nice gentleman. Oh, like a like a button-down and some nice jeans. Dark jeans, yeah. yeah like some nice down. shoes. Yeah. However you normally go, there you go. Uh, <laughs> say sport jacket and shorts. Basketball sport. shorts. Mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just off. confuse yeah. everybody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like them or not. I want to compete with the bottom half of you, but the top <laughs> half of you doesn't want to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird event. <laughs> in Georgia, is. no less. Does Georgia come meet a black person in Georgia different from come meet a black person in New Hampshire? I might. You know what I mean? Does it make it more racist than Georgia or more open-minded? Come meet the black person. <laughs> the only one in New Hampshire. New Hampshire right? <laughs> Before he flies out back to where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was so nice. Uh, what a nice guy. We had one of them fly here. Messed up. Yeah, when you get to Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, good luck. <laughs> Worse than y'all, you guys are. Like, I can't yeah. even understand. Oh, no, no, you don't. You, you get a false impression. There's plenty of minorities on Long Island, you or just in, don't talk obviously to them? in New York, clearly of the boroughs in this whole area. But it's not that we don't talk to minorities. I talked to, heck, I talked to a whole bunch of Spanish guys in the early in the week. The only problem was they were cutting down my trees. You hired them, basically. But I mean, and you know, we uh, we all have contact with each other all the time. Whether it's and I'm joking, I'm not joking. That was a real situation. But it, we all have contact with each other all the time. But um, there is definitely some separation. I mean, there's no question. About there's like, parts of town that are white. There's not not perfectly white. No, there's not that, not like that. Is but, uh, Northern New York like Syracuse, Buffalo? Is it kind of like more? Um, I don't know. I, I don't white, like I guess, there. or like more like, you know, <laughs> like closer to Canada. I think up there it's more like people who know what's going on and Hicks. That's really what's going on there. <laughs> you know, it's just people who are like just living on the farm and they don't want to know anything and they think there's still a war on or something in the 1800s. I think that's, maybe that's all that's up there. I don't I, know. I don't know. <laughs> Buffalo was very, very, like the, the first thing, I was surprised by it. And then that's a whole different place compared to the part I was thinking of that Jared described. Buffalo is very, um, I don't want to say they're racist, but they're they're very much separated <laughs> like you guys are. Like you guys are, like there's neighborhoods of this side and that side and and, yeah. and I don't know about the whole not cross I, I think everybody right. mixed together but there were definitely neighborhoods of of certain parts of town and I remember the first thing I was asked when I moved to Buffalo and hi I'm Monica and go shake your hand and you know what they said not even a hi I'm so-and-so just what's your nationality it was the first sentence really? out of their mouth first well, sentence I mean, maybe it was because like that. yeah maybe it was because like the way like you you know you have like a nice complexion so it might and be they were, you, and there yeah, aren't a lot surprised. of mexicans there i'll tell you yeah. that right now because when i said mexican they're like you mean spanish no mexican yeah, like specific. you mean puerto rican no mexican <laughs> those are the only spanish people they know up there. yeah pretty much <laughs> it's different everywhere you go yeah wow <laughs> all right well cool new story brett <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to show up. I got to know. Yeah, is there a follow-up story on that? And you're right, Monica. What, who are the first three guys? Go, three <laughs> black guys go, like, listen, we're going to do this. It's going to be great for relations with people. We'll all get to meet you. They're the first three people there. All right, standing around. Like it's the wall. The wall. Kicking Ooh, the wall. some nice hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if I'm the first guy there, I'm putting some of that in my pockets and leaving if there's nobody right? showing up. Yes. I'm taking croissants. Yes. I'm taking everything they got. <laughs> Except the fruit. I'm taking everything else. Good salami on breadsticks. Good. Give me that. <laughs> All right, Roger and JP. 1025 The Bone. Real Raw Radio. We'll be right back. Right now, if you just join us, we're just talking about this uh, amazing event going on in Georgia called Come Meet a Black Person. If you want to uh, check out the event, uh, Brett just uh, tweeted out the link to it. Um, yeah, it's on the Bone Facebook oh, oh, the page. Bone, oh, the Bone tweeted out. I'm sorry, you didn't. The Bone did, and, and it's on the Bone Facebook page, right, uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, Tom is online, too. We were talking about how, you know, 
we're all, you know, maybe we're all getting a little better at mixing uh, the races and, and having friends of different race, but still the numbers don't bear out that we're anywhere near like where we should be. Uh, Tom is online too. What's up, Tom? Yeah, I was just uh, calling to say, now granted, I'm going back literally decades, but uh, my parents grew up in Cleveland, and that place there was so segregated, and they were literally not just by race, it was like the Italian folks lived on these couple streets, the right. Irish folks, the hunger. My mom and dad grew up three blocks away from each other, both hung out at like the same like bowling alley and, and roller rink kind of thing back then, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. never met until they were in their 30s. Uh, yep. And uh, the other thing that was funny, my dad went to a school called St. Rose. Now, granted, like I said, that was back a long time ago. But then sometime during the 70s, we went to go see St. Rose play football, and they had their program out there, and all the kids' names were McNamara and O'Leary and O'Brien. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time for it to change or to morph or meld or whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. and, you know, the melting pot to happen. But, yeah, that's the way it was. Yeah, no question about yeah, it. I think I, a lot of cities, yeah. but you're right. That's decades ago. It's changed a lot since then, but not yeah, all sure the way to where people think it is ultimately. Yeah. No? Uh, Thanks, Tom. Thank you, buddy. Um, and this is like taking this whole discussion and putting it in, in, and melting it into one person. There's this guy, and I don't know if you guys have seen the headline, who considers himself transracial. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from Tampa. He's from Tampa. Oh, I didn't know he was. I knew he was in Florida. And, I didn't know it was Tampa. Yeah, and he's a white guy who considers himself and identifies himself as a Filipino. Now he's not Filipino, <laughs> like by any measurement you could ever have, except that he says he drives a tuk tuk, which is I guess an Asian car. <laughs> Remember when we have General? Yeah. Was, um, sells, uh, oh, when she one, was when over she went, in went uh, to the Thailand. Philippines in Thailand, and yeah, and she almost got kidnapped. She kept mentioning a tuk-tuk. She did. I remember that. That was a great story. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a little nuts. Um, but this guy calls himself transracial because he wants to be Filipino. Well, he doesn't want to be. He says he is. He likes the food. He likes the culture. He always has his whole life. And he drives the Asian car. And so this is what he considers himself to be. Now, I, I, I don't know if that makes him Filipino. I don't think it does, but here, li- listen to his story here. I'm a lot in the Philippines. Whenever you know I'm around, whenever I'm around the music, I'm around the food. I feel like I'm in my own skin. I watch the History Channel sometimes for hours. You know, whenever whenever it came to that, and you know, nothing else intrigued me more. But you know, things about you know Filipino culture. I think if you're unhappy with who you are and you change yourself for the better, and that makes you happy. You know, go for it. But it's I, I would never say it was a privilege to, you know, be unhappy with yourself all the time. Well, the funny thing is, is, you know, I had to make sure that it wasn't just me because if it's just me, then there must be something wrong or maybe I'm just maybe I'm just strange. Uh, so, you know, I created the group in hopes of, you know, getting our message out in a bottle. And people started to join. People started to message me about, you know, their conflictions with themselves. My family knows about my transsexuality, but they don't know anything about this. It's just my mom is kind of an older world person. And I just think that something, telling her something like that is just too wild. I believe that we all have the freedoms to pursue happiness in our own ways. We can pursue... We can pursue pursue, pursue intimacy with whatever partner we want. But not any ethnicity you want because it's not like really. I don't understand why, why. I mean, you don't have to be locked in. You can appreciate the culture. You can live yeah. in the culture if you want. But do you have to? Why would you change it to say, well, I, I don't know. Why? 
Is it a, is it, I mean, I, I was kind of laughing when you said, like, oh, watch the History Channel or whatever. That doesn't make right. you another nationality. You know what I mean? If right. I don't, I don't, I got to know why he wants to identify as Filipino versus just appreciate the culture. His name, by the way, is Jadu. J-A- and then D-U, Jadu. But like, it was Adam. It okay. was Adam. <laughs> now, here's <laughs> the thing. That's what I'm saying. What was it first? He just said, not only am I transsexual, something to that effect, right? So Adam used to be a female, so now the, the, the parent's daughter has become a male. And now Adam, the transgender guy, is now trying to go transracial. His parents must be like, oh, my God, we made like... This kid is so unhappy. This guy now so unhappy with his life. That He's can't so be the parents' fault, can it? Can't, is it? I don't know. What how do you that think works. they think? You know do what they? I mean? They're like, God, what did we bring him up? Did he not? I, I don't know if he's. Tra I, I mean, I don't know if he's transitioning from Adam to a woman or not. He's got. He kind of looks like a woman. Like he's a little like bit like he used to be a woman. He's got a long straight hair and it's slightly dyed First pink. First of all, I why can't did tell he, he breast too. It looks like yeah. Yeah. Oh, so maybe he's transitioning to a woman. So maybe Adam's trans what whatever his situation, he's got he's got a lot of transitioning going on. You know, even his race. So maybe he's gonna transition to a Filipino woman? I can't imagine being in his head for five minutes because he's clearly searching for something. You know what I mean? He's yes. not happy with himself and he wants to do something to make himself happy. Can you imagine the frustration of that? I, I don't even know. Right. And remember the first time the word transracial came up was on Dr. Phil? With uh, Rachel Dolezal. What? She was Phil. born, yes, <laughs> she was born white, and then she saw herself as black and led her life as a black woman, and oh. then became the president of the yeah, Spokane, Washington right. chapter of the NAACP. Which, yeah. when I heard about it, I, that's, I can't even believe that happened or that anybody let that happen, but then she was on Dr. Phil and brought up the term transracial. And so that's what this guy considers himself. That's where he got the word from. That's where it, it began. Identifying as a Filipino for no other reason than he identifies it in his heart. Dr. Phil, isn't that an amazing thing? He's dumb. <laughs> now, wait, you were much more sympathetic. Why would you be mean to him? You were much more sympathetic to Rachel Dolezal. I mean, when she he's wide as wide can be. Well, that's true. That's true. She was she was tanning at the time and uh, changing her look. She could have fooled somebody. She, she fooled a lot of people for a lot of years. Hmm. He ain't fooling no one. No, he's well, not. Well, what's your advice then, Dr. Phil, to someone who wants to identify as a different race? Stay away from me. <laughs> really? Uh, you, <laughs> I mean, you can come on my show. Uh-huh. You really have no sympathy for people who are transracial? As long as they're on camera. <laughs> and on my show. So as long as you can make money from them. I got During a lot of sweets. feeling for them. Yeah. You ratings whore you. A feel for cash. <laughs> Dr. You know, Phil. Y'all made, made $76 million yes. last year off people like this. What? I know. Your richest TV celebrity there is. Come on, Jadu. Jadu. <laughs> I'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> We're getting a tuk-tuk? <laughs> yeah. He's going to drive his tuk-tuk right over yeah. to your studio studio. That's fine. <laughs> as long as I got a camera on it, that's all, I'm, that's all that matters. Tuk-tuk. Dr. Phil, if you could be another race besides a, a white man, is there another race you would be? If you could be transracial. Is there just any other race you would want to be, or are you just happy where you are? Well, I've always identified as a, as a black person. Uh, really? Oh, no, you I've always no. identified You're as You're lying. I'm the reason for that. You want to shake my hand at the event on in Georgia? Oh, oh you're a black person. 
Oh, are you the be, black person we can meet? I could be no. the first black person you ever met, Raj. No. No. Outside of a poker table. Oh, come on. <laughs> I didn't know you were the and black cutting, person at the event. Cutting down your trees or whatever. Well, I, uh, I could be that person for you. Those are some Hispanic put me guys. In, who put me great. in your contacts. Dr. Black Phil. <laughs> Make no. yourself feel better. Yeah, Dr. Black Phil. Hmm. The guys who cut my trees, Alex was in charge of the crew. He was actually a Hispanic guy named Alex. Names. Yeah, Alex was great. It was, he was just ombre one and ombre two. Oh, there was ombre eight. There was uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, ocho. Did you offer burritos sí. and Coronas for them too? No. Make them feel at home? No, no. It was their last job of the day. Gave them sodas, waters, whatever they wanted. It gave Alex a tip to divide among whoever he wanted to because he was in charge, and that was it. Did you pay a them a less of a tip than you would have white people? No. In fact, in fact I met them over tipped them, which I that's wrong. Gave them too much of a tip. But that's fine. They did some extra work around the yard. Like they, they cut hard. down some extra stuff for me they wanted. Yeah, they totally did. I'd way be, better to overtip than under tip. Be prepared for them to rob you later. Oh. <laughs> that's oh, the first oh, thing. Oh, when, you over, when you overtip, no. they know you got dough. Is that what they that's what, that's what they say. <laughs> we know he got dough. That's the that's only English they, they know. That, and now they know <laughs> that I got Knock, dough. knock. <laughs> right to your home. Alex, what are you doing here again? <laughs> <laughs> Not here to rob you. Back for more dough. <laughs> Don't. Just tell them adios. Oh, my God. All right, well, Dr. Blackville and Dr. Phil Regular, good to have you here. We'll see you in Georgia on Thursday. Right. You shake my hand again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I could be the first white. I, I could do a couple of things. I could be All the right. first white person Jr. ever met. Uh-huh. And I could, I, you could be the first black person that I ever. Wait a minute, I'm so confused. <laughs> you are confused. This what is you? a dumb event. Yeah, <laughs> Jr. has met many white guys. That's so he says. Well, of course he has. That he hasn't as he, that he hasn't sold drugs to. <laughs> oh, you are you are completely profiling and stereotyping. What is wrong with you? I mean, he's Come not that a drug far dealer off. event. <laughs> Don't change the name of the event. That's not what that is. Go meet a black drug dealer. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It's a perfectly well, fine. Oh. Right in my TV studios. <laughs> is that what you're gonna do? Mm-hmm. You'll do anything to get people to watch your show, won't you? That's really what this is all like about. Like a Benetton ad from uh, from the 70s. Yeah, right. Nothing racist there, no. Very diverse. Or, or Sassoon. Sassoon. Were they Sassoon? like that, too? Were they like that, too? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Teach was, the world to sing? No, that was Coca-Cola. Now you're really just mixing everything up. You are confused I just want to meet different people of different races. I want to bring everybody together, you know? Is that what it is? Because what you've been saying, I don't think it's going to do it. I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think we have one Mexican woman and one half Puerto Rican, half black guy who don't want to meet you. <laughs> already. I think you've already pushed them away. Well, there's a reason why I made $76 million and they made $76 in the past year. There's a reason for that, Rog. That is just mean. All right, Dr. Phil, thank you for being here. The truth here. hurts. Good luck in your Come Meet a Black Person event. If you want to shake a black person's hand, you can meet me <laughs> at no. that event in Georgia. Dr. Blackville. Event on the Bone Facebook page if you want to check it out. <laughs> it's all right, Dr. Whitefield. If you want to buy those Percocets, man, just call me. <laughs> got you. Oh, I've got your number. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> and so do the police. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> it's not going to be Alex. <laughs> Roger, JP, 1025 The Bone. Real Raw Radio. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.